Hey guys, today's podcast is brought to you by Bombas. Bombas are socks engineered and designed to look better, feel better, and perform better. Bombas are purpose-built for athletic performance and designed for extreme leisure. Each section of a Bomba sock has been carefully created to improve on years of sock complacency in the industry. When you purchase a pair, one pair is donated to somebody who's in need of socks. Because you listen to this show, you can save over 20% off your first order by going to www.getbombas.com slash row. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the show. This is the World of Row Podcast. And now your host, standing at 6'4", 225 pounds, from Alice, Texas, Roel Santos! Alright folks, let's do this. Sit back, relax, and crank up your audio level to the highest decibel, because you're listening to the World of Roe Podcast. I am your host. My name is Roe. Or you can call me Roel Santos. Well, that's my last name, but you can call me Roe to the L, Broel, whatever you want to call me. Uh, I'm a loving husband, a caring father, a wonderful human being. I'm maybe one day a philanthropist. I'm a volunteer worker for people who are in need. I've done that a couple of times. But I am a podcaster, and that's what you know me as. And welcome to the show. If this is your first time listening... I hope you enjoy the podcast, and uh, if you're returning, hey, welcome back. <laughs> this podcast is available available to you every single Friday on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, worldofroad.com. There's a couple of ways that you can help out my show, and that's by taking the time to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. You can tell your friends about it. Use your social media, you know, your Twitter, your Instagram, Vine. Maybe you can send an email or maybe uh, take a video of your picture of yourself and send it out or whatever. Do all that stuff. There's another way that you can help out my podcast, and that other way is going to the Patreon page. If you go to www.patreon.com slash worldofrow, you can give back monetarily there if you want to. A dollar, two dollars, ten dollars, whatever you want to give. It doesn't matter. Uh, when you when you do that, you get uh, insight to bonus content, episodes, all that extra good stuff. So thank you for your support. Okay. So, guys, how are y'all? Good? Bad? Wonderful, sad, tired, all kinds of emotions. Uh, I'm doing pretty good myself here. Actually, you know, I have to, I'm exhausted. It's been a long week. Uh, And this is Wednesday, and I've had a pretty adventurous week, I guess you would say. Or no, exhausting. Just an exhausting week. I feel like I've been not getting enough sleep. And I think a lot of that has to do with uh, this last night, actually, or this morning, my daughter decided to be a party animal, pardon me, pardon me, a party animal and decided to to do a slumber party. Yeah, this little girl, you know what? She's two years old. She thinks she has control over me or us, and she kind of does, but she decided to wake up in the middle of the night and start a, a little slumber party at 3.30 in the morning. So there we were, and mind you, we both have to be in work, be in work, be at work in a few hours, and... We kind of took turns. My wife took the first part of that, and then I took over in the second part, and 5.30 rolls around, and she's back asleep, and I finally fall back asleep, and then the next thing I know, I have to wake up and get ready for work. So that was the, today, and then the day before, it was, the sa- I mean, same thing, just a long day and a long night, and even though time's progressively going by faster, it still feels like it's going I don't know, slower. I don't know what I was trying to say, but I just, it's just weird. I mean, not weird, but it's just like, whoa. I mean, like, do I have time to stop and take a, take a breather? And, uh, <laughs> and the, the resting part is probably the, is what is what's getting me right now. And I'm kind of all over the place, but you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing this monologue right now and, uh, I'm in my car. I'm in my car. I'm in, uh, I've got the radio on. I got the air conditioner on cause it's a little hot outside, but I'm doing this right now in my car. Um, the reason why I'm doing this is because, like I said, crunched for time and um, not being able to 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 do this stuff at home. I did the bonus episode for you guys. I don't know if you heard it. It was on Monday, episode 32. 
That was uh, my kind of like one-year anniversary of podcasting. If you add the episodes from World of Row and you add the episodes from Pick and Row, that's one year. We started in August of last year, mid-August, and uh, that was a little treat for you guys, so I hope you enjoyed. But I am, I'm doing this in my car. This is the first time, and I got to tell you, I feel like I'm more loose and laid back and relaxed and ready to go. Sometimes I feel more tense, and I... I cut myself off, I delete, redo, delete, redo, delete, redo. And monologues, you always kind of like get it. You want to get it to the to the point where you're just like, fuck yeah, this is it. I enjoy it. I, I like I like listening to the playback. I don't sound like a buffoon. Not that I'm not a not that I'm a buffoon. I don't think I am. You probably don't think I am. I'm not a buffoon at all. I'm actually a pretty intelligent person who's an amazing podcaster. <laughs> Speaking of Speaking of amazing podcasters, this week's guest is Juliet Miranda from the Unwritable Rant Podcast. And a really awesome show. Juliet's an awesome person. I had a wonderful time talking to her. I had so much fun. And it was very, it was a, just a natural flowing conversation. Sometimes when I have these podcasts with, pe- with people, I've never really interacted with them other than with messages or emails. But And it's always kind of like, a little awkward when we first start talking because we're, you know, we're kind of um, still filling each other out, so to speak. And one of the things that I've been doing, and I learned a couple of podcasts ago was, or that I recorded, hasn't been published yet, was I, I, I spent a few more minutes interacting with the person before we started recording. And everyone, you know, got loose. I got loose. They got loose. And we put together an amazing show that hasn't recorded yet. I'm not I'm not going to say spoilers, although if... Um, if if you're listening, if you you know Clayton, you probably you already know. So I kind of gave him a little spoiler alert, and I can't give you guys spoiler alerts, you know. I mean, it, Clayton's a good friend of mine, so I had to kind of tell him. Anyway, uh, it's a great show. Juliet's an amazing person. Dave, her uh, the producer of Behind the Rant, great guy. He helped put this together. So Dave, thank you so much. And I've kind of latched on to Dave a little bit in terms of. Um, helping me out with my podcast and making it grow and getting better. And I, I felt like I was really challenged to get better on this episode just because, like I said, Juliet puts an amazing show together. And she's talked to so many great people on her show. Like, you know, we talk a little bit at the time. Charlie Daniels was about to be on her show. Or she, actually, she had already done it and she hadn't dropped the episode yet. The episode's already been dropped. It was a great episode. She talked to Bob Levy the other day. And that one was awesome. So, guys, check out her podcast. And if you're a fan of hers and you're listening to my podcast, thank you for listening. And I really hope you enjoy what we talk about. And I hope you enjoy my show. Maybe you enjoy my voice. And you can come back and listen to my other episodes. I've got some amazing episodes on the back catalog. And i got some more coming up ahead. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into my conversation here with Juliet. Are you drinking a uh, a uh, mimosa this morning? <laughs> you know, it's it's actually funny that you asked that because I was making myself some tea and I'm like, yeah. you know, my allergies had kicked in this morning. So I'm like, tea just isn't going to cut it. So I seriously, I put a shot of Maker's Mark in my tea. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> I'm just drinking my uh, coffee here. Nice, nice uh, Starbucks. I don't know. What is it? A macchiato, I guess. Yeah. But uh, so how's it, how's everything going for you out there? Well, you know what? The summer has just been crazy. I feel mm-hmm. like <clears throat> I feel like it's just uh, things are taking off. You know, we've mm-hmm. got a lot more listeners now. Uh, the show's doing great. You know, I'm getting some really exciting interviews, people to talk to. It's just everything is fantastic. Yeah. You know, I listened to the one uh, that you did with Rob. I cannot pronounce his last name right now. For the Oh, Bob Romanus. Yes. Damone. Yes. <laughs> I I don't know why, but the other day I was thinking about Fast Times at Ridgemont High and like I Googled, Googled him and somehow, I mean, it came up that he was on your show and I was like, why didn't I see this on the feed? What's wrong with me? So <laughs> I listened to it. Oh gosh, I, I love that guy. I I wanted to like before we started, I wanted to watch that quote that he, you know, on YouTube that he says, is, what does he say? He's like, you got to act like this is the place to be or what is yep, that? <laughs> yep. That's the place to be. <laughs> and you know, the crazy thing, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in my mid thirties and 
the Fast Times was a very popular movie in the 80s, and I had never seen it until about maybe three years ago. My brother, wow. Yeah, my brother-in-law was like, it was on TV, and he's like, hey, have you ever seen this movie? I was like, no, 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 no. He's like, well, let's watch it. I was like, okay, okay. And I had no idea. I, I mean, I'd heard of it, right? I mean, everyone talks about, you know, Sean Penn being in that movie, and I had, I mean, I'm so used to seeing Sean Penn real serious and I'm thinking Casualties of War or whatever, all these other movies. And then I saw this movie and I was like, <laughs> wow, this guy's like a total buffoon. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a good movie. And I enjoyed that interview. I thought that, you know, the conversation was great. You know, you asked him the right questions. And a lot of a lot of that's going to be, you know, it scales to, to what uh, how you do your interviews. And, you know, Dave, the producer, and I were talking and he was talking about how well you prepare for your interviews on your podcast. And uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really put a lot of time and effort into making sure that when I talk to somebody, I'm able to tell their story confidently. Yeah. Because that's that's kind of the, the beauty of an interview is that, you know, you've got this person you're talking to. You know, they have great things to say. You just need to know how to encourage them to do it. So, you know, I do, I start off and, you know, I do the, the basic research, you know, I look at you know, their website, mm-hmm. if they've got movies or, you know, CDs or whatever, I'm, I start to familiarize myself with their work. But then I start doing a deeper dive, you know, I look for other interviews that they've done, uh, you know, I look for reviews or, mm-hmm. you know, articles people have written about them. And that's where you kind of start to pull out some of the really cool nuggets about people to, you know, expand on during an interview. Right. Uh, the I liked how you were talking when you were talking to Bob. You had said I did more than just uh, look up your Wikipedia page or something like that. I was like, I've done that once. Whoops. <laughs> 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 but then I, I do more. Re- I, I find more research. I just did an interview with someone uh, that uh, that coaches uh, that's gonna well that's coaching in the NBA, and um, and it was like a face to face. I did it at a Starbucks, but. I told him, I was like, hey, so you, I saw you coached here and coached here. And he's like, yeah. And I go, how, you, how did you know about that? I said, well, I looked up on Wikipedia. And he starts cracking <laughs> up. And he's like, is that accurate? I go, I, I seems to be very accurate. You're admit, you're telling me this is where, which, where you were. So Wikipedia says that. So he's like, okay. So anyway, I tried to try to dive, you know, dive in more. And like you said, do more, do more stuff like that. But it, it's, it's still, you know, I, I try to, I don't know. I mean, with your interview process, do you? Do you try to make it more organic or do you, are you trying to, you know, you have some like bullet points in your head that you know, like, okay, well, if I ask this question, if it goes from whatever the answer is from here, it's going to go to here kind of thing or? Yeah, absolutely. Well, for starters, I never ask a question that I don't already sort of know the answer to. Uh, You know, I'm not, I don't know exactly what they're going to say, but I need to have a general idea so that I can help direct the story in a different place if I need to. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I never totally structure the interviews out because I like it to have a conversational feel. Right. But I know the beginning, I know the ending, and I know points that I want to hit, you know, at certain areas in the interview. So, you know, if if they start going off on a tangent about something, then I can kind of bring it back into mm-hmm. where I feel like we're going to be on better ground. Yeah. And and is are those tangents sometimes good or are they bad or it all depends on the person. You know, it actually, when I was interviewing Ari Shafir, uh-huh. uh, he went off on a tangent about mushrooms, and it actually turned out to be the coolest thing in the world because, you know, then we just started talking about, you know, taking mushrooms and different experiences that, you know, we've had with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was entirely different than where I thought this interview was going to go. I had all these ideas about what I wanted to talk about, but then when, you know, I found something that really interested him, that Mm -hmm. really kind of like sparked him and got him really into the interview, I just let it roll. Nice. You kind of just, yeah, just let it snowball and see where it goes. Exactly. I mean, some people, you know, you really can't direct them too much. They have too, you know, either strong of a personality or, Mm -hmm. you know, they're just, they're, they're, really into talking about something specific so yeah it varies with everybody yeah that's that's true that's a that's a good point and uh you you've just you've just done i mean by the time i think when i drop this your interview will come out with uh, charlie daniels i saw that that happened how did that go yeah i talked to him yesterday and it was incredible you know sometimes you're just you're sitting there and mm-hmm. you know you've got your gear set up and you know, you see the light flashing that you've got a call and you're like, whoa, okay, yeah. you know, <laughs> brace yourself because this is a legend that you're about to talk to. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. kind of... <laughs> like it was I remember, crazy. I bet it was. I mean, I would have, 
I've had I had one big guest, and I went back. I mean, it's already been released, but when I listened to it, I'm like, God, I sound like such a like a fanboy almost. You know, <laughs> I wanted to sound more you know professional or like kind of like, hey, I'm just chatting with you somewhere. But I, I at some point during that conversation, there was a couple of moments where I was just like, God, I don't I don't know. I, sh- I could have sounded better. So do you? I mean, obviously you're a fan of Charlie Daniels. I mean, who isn't right? Because I mean, yeah. De- <laughs> Devil Went Down to Georgia is such a popular song. And, you know, everything like that. So did you, what do you do? I'm, I'm assuming you were a little nervous or a little excited. What did you do to kind of calm yourself down to kind of bring you down and kind of relax and mellow, you know, kind of thing? <laughs> besides, well, you the, know, besides the bourbon, Juliet. Right, right. No, actually, I will, I will tell you that when I do my interviews, I don't drink at all. Okay. You know, I go into those and I'm, I'm ready. And mm-hmm. it, part of it comes from knowing that I'm prepared. You know, yeah. I, I. I start I've, like 10 minutes before the call. I just, I kind of sit there, I'm mellow, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just looking at my notes. And then with Charlie, you know, it's like you, you feel that adrenaline kick yeah. in. You know, I, I was like, whoa, you know, this guy's about to call me. So it's just a matter of breathing, you mm-hmm. know, sitting there and recognizing that you're prepared, you know, that you're going to be a professional and then just kind of, you know, taking a deep breath and you know, letting it go. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to hearing it. And, uh, when I was listening to your your podcast, I almost felt like I was listening to something on Audible just because of the, your storytelling is so awesome, and it just sounds like you know the the like the the last podcast with the um, gosh the uh, you know learn, learning your lesson I think is what you... <laughs> yeah the one with the scorpion and yes. national yeah 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 <laughs> I was just like God this is like this is amazing you know is this a podcast what am I what is this you know I mean it was so on point. Was that something that you've always been able to to do well with? Because I know you're a writer and you're an author. I mean, th- did that just kind of come natural to you? I've always been a storyteller, and I've always written and you know enjoyed sharing my stories through mm-hmm. my writing. Yeah. Uh, podcasting is just an extension of that. In fact, I th- I think it's actually working out to be a little bit more exciting for me because. Mm-hmm. I'm able to, you know, kind of craft a story and then tell it in a way that really, you know, my goal is just what you said, is to make people feel like, you know, they're kind of engaging and, you know, uh, hanging out with their mm-hmm. best friend and just, you know, listening to some crazy adventure that they had the night before. Yeah, that that was uh, that was amazing because I'm, I'm hearing you talk about the, you know, that that particular podcast and all of a sudden you're like, I'm at this bar and then this person, I was like, wow, this is like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you couldn't tell the story better than this. I mean, it's like almost like I'm in a movie kind of thing. Uh, it was thank so you. great. <laughs> so did, <laughs> I have to ask you, did, was that, okay, so some, some, all this stuff is real, right? None of this. Oh is, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, these, these are all things that have absolutely happened. Now I will occasionally change the timeline on things, you know, in the interest of storytelling. Sure. So, I mean, I can't say this is a thousand percent true. It okay. is mostly true. You know, wow. these things all happened. I'm just telling them in a, you know, maybe a different sequence or, you know, I'm, I'm changing what I wore or changing mm-hmm. names so that nobody, you know, <laughs> right, <laughs> gets right. their feelings hurt or anything <laughs> like that. But yeah, no, these things, they all happen. Wow, that's that's pretty amazing. So you're originally from, you're not from Chicago, but you are from Kentucky. Is that right? Where'd you hear that? Well, did, did you say that in the podcast? I, I swear I heard you say something about <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> I love Kentucky. Oh, you love Kentucky. Uh, I love Kentucky. No, I am actually from Chicago, the oh, south side. Wow. Uh, but I've lived in a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. I've spent a ton of time in the South. Uh, so I tell everybody that I am a Southern girl at heart. That's where, that's where it threw me off because you were talking about Kentucky and then you said Southern girl at heart. I'm like, okay, so is she from, sounds like, is she from well, Kentucky? I'm from the South side of Chicago. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's definitely different Southern, you know, like Kentucky. Oh, um. yeah. No, it, it totally doesn't count. I get it. No, I just, I love the South. It is yeah. my favorite place in the country. I've spent a ton of time there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm hoping within the next couple of years, I'm going to be living in New Orleans. Wow. So. So I've I've just uh, I've kind of made it my own as far as I can without actually having a zip code. Gotcha. Okay. So then, is uh, is your guy from Chicago as well? Or he is indeed. Yes. Wow. So are we uh, are we big into Chicago sports, or is that something that's not really in y'all's realm? No, my loyalty is to whoever I'm standing. So gotcha. if I'm in New Orleans, it's the Saints. If yeah. I'm in Chicago, it's whoever. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we can't really say the bears. You might somebody might get upset, right? No, uh, I don't really care. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh wow! So what what made you get into uh, podcasting? Was it just kind of like a branch off from the author and the writing <laughs> stuff? <laughs> um, actually, my favorite comedian, this uh, guy Bill Burr, he oh, has a yeah. podcast. I love his podcast, and my guy and I would listen to it while we were out on our driveway, you know, doing our driveway drinking. Yeah. And what I love about it is that it's just so conversational. Uh, you really kind of get an idea of who he is and what he does, but it's still very structured. It's funny. Yeah. You know, he tells stories, and I was just sitting there and kind of frustrated because I'd been, you know, working on one of my books. It wasn't going the way I wanted it to, and mm-hmm. you know, my my I felt like my writing was kind of at a standstill. So I'm listening to him tell these stories, and I'm like, God damn it, you know, I can do that too. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, my guy's like, well, my guy uh, was a musician for a long time, so right. he had gear. And he just said, well, hey, let's uh, let's give it a shot, see how you like it. Nice. And then they just, what, you've been doing this for almost a year now, correct? Just about a year. Yeah, wow. I've got two more weeks until the one-year anniversary. Do you have anything big planned for the one-year anniversary? Really. We've got some stuff that we're working on. Uh, some of it might not actually time out quite right for mm-hmm. the anniversary. So I'm kind of calling Charlie Daniels my big anniversary yeah, interview. That's a big get. I would, I would, yeah. I would do the same. And you guys, uh, I know, I know your your guy. I, I just, I love how you call him that on on your oh. podcast. I always, I was like, oh, that's cool. I like it. So I, I DM'd uh, Dave and I go, are you? the guy and he kind of put like <laughs> lol yes i am i was like yeah i thought so <laughs> and um i i like that but he he was talking um one he was on podcast fiend and i told him i go man you have a great voice why don't you do this he's like no no, no that's not for me i'm more of like the i don't mean i hope i'm not like overdoing this by talking about it on your on no the that's fine and he's like i'm more of the behind the scenes guy and he's like i, I help with the show in these ways and this way and and we were talking about getting guests, and I think he talked about that with Jeff on his show. And he said, "Hey, well, I, it's it's." He's like, "I've been a salesman for years," and I go, "Well, you know what? Actually, I work in sales." He's like, "Okay, well, it's just like you're doing." You know, he was kind of giving me the rundown, and he even he said, "Call me, and we'll talk about it." And I haven't been able to call him, but I mean, you've landed guys like you know Charlie Daniels, you know Bob, and then you had the the uh, I can't remember his name, Chuck from Three Dog Night, right? Uh Chuck Negron. Yes, yes that was great. I like that one too, but he was saying, you know, that's, he was kind of helping with these guests and everything like that. So is that, is it, are these some of like the, you know, people that you enjoyed listening? I mean, well, obviously he's an actor, Bob, but like Charlie Daniels and Chuck, was that kind of like the music you were into growing up? Oh, Three Dog Night was a huge part of my life. Yeah. Uh, definitely one of the first bands that I started listening to, and mm-hmm. I just love them. You know, yeah. the, their sound is so 70s. Very. It's just, it's perfect. It's just mm-hmm. great music. Yeah, you know, I think the first song I heard was Mama Told Me Not To Come, I think. Yes. It? Oh, uh-huh. gosh. Because uh-huh. my dad's really into music, and we've always listened to a, you know, a lot of music. He got me into like Santana and a whole bunch of stuff. And and I found out about Three Dog Night because he actually told me the story of how the name of the, the band came to be, and which is very accurate to what, you know, how Chuck <laughs> explained it was the how as cold as it was or whatever but right so is it so was it was it challenging to get a hold of these people or is it were you persistent were you guys persistent in it or did it just kind of come natural or getting getting them on your show it's a combination of things it's always a challenge to book guests on a show because you know we're talking about people who have very busy schedules who are very active and you know i am uh you know a podcast and this is kind of emerging media so it means that you have to do a lot of convincing that this is something that's going to benefit you know the person you want on the show so we've worked really hard to hone our pitch Mm -hmm. you know we we Go after people who are a good fit for the show, who are, you know, people that I'm interested in and, you know, want to tell their stories. And then, you know, we share why it's a good fit, you know, what mm-hmm. it's going to do for them and go from there. You know, it's all about being really professional and right. making sure that they know that this is, you know, this is a good thing that, you know, we're going to treat it re- with respect, right. you know, and give it, you know, give this person a great experience. Right. And being in Chicago, have you ever done any uh, like you know any of these uh, interviews face to face by chance? No, we haven't no. done anything that way. It's really easier to keep it more in a controlled environment. Right. Yeah, you know that's that's a good point. I mean, uh, doing some of these in person can be kind of challenging, just because, like you said, most of these most of the time these bigger guests that you get have busy schedules, and the difficulty you know most of the time are traveling or what what have you. So I'm assu- so I had no idea. You know, you said Bill Burr was one of your 
what was like your favorite comedian? I had no idea who Bill Burr was. I mean, I've heard of him, right? But I mean, I haven't. I I couldn't put the face to the name. So I'm watching Chappelle's show, and I didn't realize that he was in Chappelle's show. Like I think he was one of the writers for it for a while or something. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's Bill Burr. Oh gosh, man. I mean. I think he was on Marin's podcast a while back, and I listened to that one. That one was good. And now I, I, I'm going to start listening to Bill's podcast and just kind of getting into it. You know, it's crazy because they're all kind of interlinked together. You know, like like Marin, Bill Burr, uh, Doug oh, yeah. movies. They're all yeah. kind of intertwined. Well, it's, it's funny, you know, because Bill Burr would be, you know, the interview of the of a lifetime for mm-hmm. me. Right. You know? uh, and it's like we're circling our wagons around him. We've talked to several people who are very close with Bill Burr. You know, we talked to the writer, uh, Michael Price, who does uh, oh, yeah. for Family with him. Yeah. You know, we talked to Ari Shafir. Uh, you know, it's it's just we're, we're slowly gathering our forces around him. Oh, we talked to uh, Bobby Slayton, who's just a, a legendary stand-up comedian. Nice. So. You know, we're waiting for the right moment, and hopefully, you know, one of these days, I'm going to get him on the show. Yeah, that would be fantastic. And you're, you're speaking of Michael Price, I haven't heard the one that he was on with your show, but I know he was on uh, one of the podcasts, the uh, Fifth Cast, a long time ago, and I listened to it, and it was that was he seems like a very interesting guy, and you know, being part of The Simpsons and now F is for Family has picked up so much traction on Netflix and. It's been pretty awesome. I mean, I, I can. Do you? Uh, so, Bill Burr is obviously your biggest get. Do you think y'all are getting really close to that point with him? Well, it's hard to say. We haven't actually put in a request yet mm-hmm. uh, because it, it's really also about timing to right. get a lot of these interviews. You know, if if you hit somebody up when they have something that they want to promote and get out there, then you have a better chance of talking to them than if they're in the middle of, say, a comedy tour. Yeah. You know, you, you want to make sure that this is going to be easy and beneficial and just absolutely seamless. You know, you don't want to make it a struggle. Right. Do you, have you uh, have you ever seen Bill Burr, uh, his act in person or anything? No, I have never seen him live and I am dying to. Wow. Yeah, I would I would imagine that he would have. I mean, he's I'm pretty sure he's gone through Chicago before. Yes. He has, and it's never timed out well. You know, yeah, we're either yeah, traveling yeah. or, you know, there's something going on. It's just, it's one of these things that I just, I keep missing and it's driving me crazy. Yeah, that doesn't that suck, right? You, like, like for example, I, I wanted to go to Podcast Movement. Wasn't able to go because we were going to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like my wife had something to do in L.A., so we went to L.A. And I was like, oh, man, the timing of this is not cool at all. And I think maybe next year I'll get to go. But it, it, you're right. You know, this, you know, things going on, time, you know, life or whatever. Yeah, it's you life, know? you know. Yeah. And so you, you do travel frequently. I remember when I first reach out, reached out to you, you had mentioned that you had a lot going on at that particular moment and to kind of get in touch over, you know, the next couple of weeks, which, yeah, you know, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. A lot of vacationing or different, you know. Stuff it's cool. all sorts of things. Uh, you know, my guy travels mm-hmm. for his job, so mm-hmm. when I can, I like to head on out there with him just yeah. to, you know, see a change of scenery. Yeah. Uh, but we also travel for fun, too. You know, it's yeah. the summer, so we'll get in our car and we'll just, you know, drive on out to Nashville. You know, wow. uh, I just, I like being on the road. I've got wanderlust. <laughs> That's cool. So how far is Nashville from where you, how long is that drive? It's about seven hours. Wow. And once you get out of Indiana, it's mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous. You know, you're driving through Kentucky, and I love driving through Kentucky. It's just so pretty. You know, those rolling hills and the green, I, it's stunning. Wow. I've never been to that, to that part of the country, you know. Uh, I've only, I mean, I've, I've been to Texas, been to, I've flown to Minnesota, Florida, different parts of the West Coast, but never been to too many places on the east coast i've always wanted to go i I told my wife because i like the chicago blackhawks even though i'm from texas (laughs) i wanted to go to a game and we've been talking about maybe going but the you know most of the season takes place during the you know during the winter time and we're both working a lot and my work schedule says hey you can't go anywhere in november or december or whatever because of this prime time period kind of thing of business and so sure but we want to go like in march and i've met a couple of people that live here in san antonio that are from chicago or from the area and they've always said do not go during march it's no it's too depressing it's too cold and i go well when's a good time to go april gets it starts to get a little bit better out there i was like oh okay well then I'll let my wife know that. So April it is. <laughs> but it, yeah, <laughs> April through October, you're pretty safe. Otherwise, it's a nightmare. Wow. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And I know it's um, 
it's an it's a it's some parts of Chicago can be a little rough, not all of them, but some of them, and uh, you know they can detect pretty well or pretty quickly who uh, what if a, if I'm a tourist or something, you know. So, <laughs> well, you know, Chicago's actually reasonably friendly. You know, it, it's definitely not New York. You can you know wander around, and Chicagoans are really proud of their city anyway. Yeah. So if you're in the loop, you mm-hmm. know, and you need to get somewhere, it, somebody will help you. You know, yeah. it, we're not going to just brush you off. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I've heard New Yorkers are, are different. Oh, New York is brutal. <laughs> yeah. I love New York. I do. But yeah, it's definitely a very fast pace. You better know what you're doing, where you're going. (laughs) That's good to know. I definitely will. I definitely will take that into consideration if my wife wants to go. We want to go to New York, too. But it's just like, I don't know if we can go there anytime soon. My my, my sister went out there. She hadn't gone, you know, pre 9-11, but post 9-11, she went and she uh her fiance at the time had said well there are actually people are a lot nicer right you know now versus when i came like in the mid 90s or late 90s just because i guess of what happened or what you know with 911 and everything like that so never been so uh going <laughs> go moving along i don't know anyway um yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do do you uh is there is there you know huge expectations for you with the podcast and how well it's doing because i know before we talked to you it said it's doing extremely well and things are starting to pick up with the traction and everything do you see bigger things coming for it absolutely you know the podcast is growing every day you know i'm constantly amazed at how our stats are just mm-hmm. it's it's really reaching more and more people and it's so exciting I have no idea where it's going to go. And I don't mm-hmm. really think anybody who does podcasts knows what can happen next because it is still just becoming a bigger deal. Right. You know, we're just starting to scratch the surface of, you know, how can you monetize this? You know, mm-hmm. what about advertising? You know, what right. about, you know, uh, putting it on radio? You know, uh, the podcast was actually just added to the iHeartRadio collection, oh, well, which is, is really awesome. exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Really proud of that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, it's good. Who knows where it's going to go? I I can't wait to find out, you know? Yeah. Do you find yourself, and I'm just curious just because I'm, a, you know, this when I drop an episode, I'm always, always checking. I try not to check every 30 minutes, but do you find yourself wondering how it's, how, when the episode drops, how it's doing throughout the day? Or do you kind of just like, oh, you know, I'll look in a couple of days kind of thing? Well, this is why I have a producer is because he, <laughs> he is good with that. He is just a... <laughs> statistics maniac you know he'll come to me and be like you just hit this milestone you just hit this milestone Uh, which is good because i'm a little compulsive so if i have you know immediate access to that stuff i'll sit and stare at it all day yeah (laughs) so this way you know it keeps me like free from doing that and then i can occupy myself with working on the next episode right yeah you know i i do that I, i'm very compulsive when it comes to that i try not to look at it but i have my these smartphones i tell you they kind of take over your world with easy access to so many things and you're <laughs> I'm re- well, you know what? i'll tell you i am i drive people crazy because i when i disconnect i disconnect i rarely have my phone on me so people like my family they know mm-hmm. that if they really need to reach me they mm-hmm. have to call my guy yeah. because he has his phone on on him at all times yeah. i don't you know, when I shut down off of social media, I will be gone for, you know, however long I'm gone. And that's just the way it is. I refuse to allow technology to just take over my life. That is awesome that you say that. And that is awesome that you can do that. That is really, wow. So it's, it, it feels almost like growing up as a kid, right? Without a, any type of technology in your hands and you're kind of just free. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really am. And it's for me, it's very important because like I said, I am a little bit compulsive. Mm-hmm. So I'd be the person who would seriously be checking my phone every 30 seconds. And yeah. I refuse to allow that to happen because I have so much other stuff that I want to get done. Yeah, you know, and that's why it's great that, you know, my guy and I have this balance is because, mm-hmm. you know, he can take care of that technical stuff that mm-hmm. needs attention, you know, and I can work on the creative side of it. Yeah. And and uh, that, that well, that's good. I mean, because. Like I said, I've tried to do like a detox from Facebook and I think I've gone like a week where I delete it and I deactivate and things like that. And that, and the reason I started doing that was because I don't know if, if you did this or if you had Facebook or if you use Facebook, I would get up and the first thing I would do is I would go right to Facebook. I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I doing? I'm spending like 10 minutes of just yeah. laying here looking at a, at a timeline feed. What what the heck? I mean, I, I could be, you know, starting my day off by doing this or doing that or whatever. It's 
it's weird how that how that can kind of take over if you just if you get so addicted to going on Facebook frequently. Oh yeah, well I I really don't use Facebook much anymore. Twitter mm-hmm. is my main yeah. communication tool, yeah. and I have hours set up during the day where I will sit there and I will you know I will connect with people on Twitter and you know that's why there are these blocks where you'll see I'm really active and then it'll go quiet for like mm-hmm. five hours and then I'll be back and then I'll you know take care of other stuff. So <laughs> that's that's just how I work it out. You know I know I've got this time scheduled and this time scheduled and that's it. Yeah, and 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 that's. That's great. I, I'm actually, man, I need to, I think I'm going to have to start doing that somehow. It takes dedication. Yeah. You know, you, you really have to, you know, abandon your phone. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I mean, I, I keep it, you know, if I'm going out, I will have mm. it with me because that's, you know, safe. That's the thing to do. But right. Otherwise, you know, I'm, I'm disconnected. <laughs> I need, I'm going to start doing that. I think what I'll do is I'll dedicate, I'll start like maybe an hour and a half or two hours a day of not looking at it. But, I, you know, I did get away from the, the Facebook thing where I'm, you know, looking at a timeline feed in the morning. I don't do that. I'll get up and, you know, brush my teeth or whatever it is I need to do. And then I'll, like, check the I'll check the news. What, my news is basically, right. like, Bleacher Report and sports stuff. <laughs> That's my news. I don't want to watch CNN. Or... Well, no, and I'm not saying, you know, you can't do the things no, no, no. that you want to do. Right, but, right, right, right. Uh, you know, just yeah. uh, limit it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I know. I'm just saying like the, I, I don't, like I, I challenged myself to kind of not do that versus, you know, ver, you know, change it up like, or check my email. Cause sometimes there's email that I need to, you know, that I'm, I'm expecting a reply on or whatever. And then I'll, you know, the news, the, my news feed of sports, that's kind of like, okay, that's, those are my two things. And then maybe later, sure. day, yeah, check on Facebook, but you know, um, and d- your show drops every single, is it, Tuesday? Sunday. Sunday. Every Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. yeah, that's right. So tomorrow is the, the Charlie Daniels episode. Exactly. And and, the, and uh, has it always been every Sunday? Have you been pretty sh- true to that day? Oh, yeah. We are absolutely true to that. Every Sunday, new episode. Uh, the only time we kind of sort of cheated a little bit is we released a best of interview episode. And that was wow. on uh, 4th of July weekend because we knew we were going to be traveling. And mm-hmm. you know, we recorded it earlier and it was a great opportunity to put that out. Yeah, and do you find yourself when you're recording a podcast when it's just you doing your solo show? Which, by the way, I think it's amazing that you're able to do these podcasts where you're not we're not interviewing somebody and you're talking twenty, thirty minutes without you know fumbling words or you never get off topic of what you're talking about or you know losing your train of thought. I think that that's amazing that you can do that. It's extremely Thank hard. You. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, it is, but I practice a lot. Do you? A lot, yes. Whenever I drive anywhere, uh, I, I talk to myself in the car and I will work things out mm-hmm. aloud because if I'm writing something down, you know, what reads well might not speak well. Right. That's what I've noticed too. And I've, uh, when I was, when I first started doing my solo show, because we started doing, well, a buddy of mine and I started a sports show and then we kind of lost track and, you know, the consistency thing and, I wanted to start a solo podcast, so January I started it, and I would write stuff down what I wanted to say at the very beginning, and I was almost, I had my notes, and I'm looking right at it while I'm talking into the mic, and I'm like, no, 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 this sounds so scripted, this doesn't sound right, I gotta, you know, find my bullet points and then kind of work in my own words into these things and kind of go from there, but I've noticed that, like, if I, if I, um, if I'm writing stuff down and I'm trying to do it verbatim, it just sounds lousy. And it sounds too too rehearsed, I guess. <laughs> too practiced, right? Yes, yes. So naturally, organic uh, is, is a way to go with my intro now. And my monologues have gotten a lot better. Before, I would fumble my words. I mean, I still do. And I don't know if this happens to you. Um, I just find I say um a lot, or I do. Yeah, there's a there's a perfect oh sure. Reason. You yeah. know, we all have our little ticks and such. You know, it's just one of those things that you've got to be aware of and work on. Does it, it, does it, do you ever feel like you're, uh, it, 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 when you hear it happen, you get into your own head or it's just like, oh, and then it's all of a sudden it just starts happening kind of thing, you know, where you're, I mean, obviously we can always edit and retake, right? So Of course, that is the beauty of a podcast is that I can edit the, well, I can have my producer edit the hell out of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. I don't think that way while I'm speaking, mm-hmm. but I always do after the fact when I listen to the final product. Mm-hmm. 
that's kind of when, you know, I'm like, oh, I should have said that or I didn't go there. Hindsight is everything. So that's kind of where I start, you know, making little mental notes about things I want to approve on in the next episode. Yeah. And with the podcast, when you go solo and you're just talking, do you ever just, uh, do you ever just kind of share, do you, do you express yourself and you're kind of brutally honest about yourself and expressing yourself with certain things? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's one of the things that's incredibly important to me is making sure that what I am saying is as real as possible. Right. And it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound too, you know, it sounds more authentic. as Right. So. Well, absolutely. Because if it's not coming from my heart, if this isn't something that I really believe in or really want to communicate then it's just going to fall flat right so you know whenever i'm doing whenever i'm starting off an episode you know i i want to talk about something that really you know i find interesting you know something Mm -hmm. that happened that's you know out of the ordinary or just you know that i feel like will make people laugh or whatever Mm -hmm. you know so while I'm going through it, it's just coming right from, you know, my pure experiences, which is why I think it feels a little bit more real than if I were, you know, just say narrating or even doing like a stand-up routine, which I could never right. do. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of toyed with the idea of maybe exploring a stand-up because uh, one of my friends who who does a podcast in Georgia, I had him on the show a while, a while back and he talked about how he was doing stand-up on his downtime between releasing new episodes of the podcast. And I've asked him, how is it? He's like, well, you know, it, it's challenging. Uh, you have to work in your bits and you have to write your bits and sometimes people aren't always receptive which is why I have so much respect for people who are stand-up comics and who are able to get on stage and express and and try to make people laugh and entertain people and you're just like I don't know if I can do that because public speaking was never my biggest uh, you know strength I think over over time I've gotten a lot better at it but you know in, in talking in front of a room of people is can be a little nerve-wracking at, at times but i think i've i'm not afraid of it anymore i was i'm just a little nervous i guess <laughs> but i, I well, have a lot of respect it's for people. crazy because i uh, you know with stand-up comedians it's it is such a carefully crafted performance and i i love it i am so impressed by it. i could never do it because i'm not funny you know, I, I tell when I tell my stories, you know, I tell them in a way that is interesting or mm-hmm. maybe humorous, but I I can't mm-hmm. tell a joke to save my life. It's just not my skill set. You know, I, I know that's why I like doing the show is because it can be a little bit more storytelling. You know, right. like it's just telling stories to your friends. If I have to, you know, punctuate it with a deliberate joke, that's just not me. It, it's going to sound terrible. Well, you know. What? But when you're storytelling, though, some moments of um, some moments of the experiences can be a little funny, though. I mean, I find myself I found myself laughing at a, not laughing at you, but the the indig- oh, you know, absolutely, the, yeah. It it just right no because it's a funny experience. But if I'm gonna like you know start there ripping on somebody or you know like <laughs> any style of comedy, you know right. it's. Uh, like like Bobby Slayton, he's got these great, you know, punchy lines. You know, he can really deliver them. I don't have that capability. I can tell you a story and I can make it sound funny. I can mm-hmm. say some funny things, but I can't deliver a line like that. I don't, I just, I'm not quippy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't do that. Yeah. Sometimes I guess, you know, with these story with these jokes or, you know, what have you, the, the delivery has to be on point. I get what you're saying. Get what you're saying with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, you know, that's why I like being a, a, why I like being a writer is because I can, you know, expound and I can go up and down and, you know, take you through all these little details where mm-hmm. a comedian really needs to be punchy. Yeah. And with your writing, have you ever looked into exploring other possibilities aside from, you know, writing books and maybe doing, do you do like maybe writing screenplays or anything like that? Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm a terrible screenplay writer. <laughs> I, I know exactly what my skills are. I know what I do, and I do it really well. Hmm. You know, I, I know I write terrible screenplays. I know that I can't write a joke to save my life. Uh, you know, I, I focus on what I am good at. And so hmm. I write books well, I write essays well, and I, you know, I'm trying to podcast well. Well, you're podcasting very well, and I'm assuming if if you're podcasting well, your writing has to be good. I I should probably read one of the books and just kind of like dive in and you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, go for it. Everybody should read the books. <laughs> <laughs> so, how many books have you have you written? I have one that's mm-hmm. published right now, and I've got two that are in development. Wow, is it is it kind of challenging to work on 
you know, both? Do you kind of focus on one and then go back to the other during certain, you know, with certain points or at a time? Yeah, that's why I have two going is because they're both two entirely different books. One is pure fiction. The other is a collection of travel essays. Uh So when I get stuck on one, I move over to the other. Wow. Is it is it frustrating when you kind of when you reach that point where you're stuck? I guess. Not, oh yeah. Yeah. Being a writer is insane. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's maddening. Really. It really is. It is not easy to be a writer. Uh, you know, it means really for me in particular. You know, I'm very hypercritical of mm-hmm. my work, so I want to make sure that what I'm writing is exactly what it should be. So I work yeah. very hard on developing things the way that they need to be done gotcha uh well, who's who are some of your favorite writers ernest hemingway ernest, hands down yeah. best writer on the planet wow uh beyond that uh charles bukowski uh scott's Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know I, just, I like the classics yeah the i was i was gonna guess i was just gonna randomly guess kurt vonnegut but no you know. I hate kurt vonnegut <laughs> 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 yeah you know it's just his writing's too absurd i like clean writing and i like stylized writing so i read hemingway because it's just so pure and i read fitzgerald because it's just so lyrical you know these yeah. are the two things that i like yeah i do i do like uh i did read uh uh the great gatsby when i was a in eighth grade or seventh grade. Everybody did. Yeah. You know, I tell everybody go back and read it as an adult because you will appreciate it in a whole new way. Yeah. You know, I, I've been wanting to go back to it just to kind of read it. I, I I remember watching the movie with Robert Redford, you know, back then, because we read the book and then we watched the movie. I haven't, I never saw the new one with, with with DiCaprio, but I did, I did see wall street. I've seen Wall Street a million times. Oh, sure. And Gordon Gecko, you know, Michael Douglas's character, he always says sport. Have you ever noticed that? How he, I'm just like, what is he trying to be like, you know? The yeah, Gatsby? you're trying to Gatsby it up. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Oliver Stone, was, was that was his intention because he's kind of, you know, get, Gordon Gecko is this millionaire. Oh, yeah. He, he's got a very Gatsby style personality. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm sure that was deliberate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And with the, with the writing, have you ever had any of, you know, writers on the show? I had A.E. Hotchner on the show. He was my very first interview. He is, uh, he actually was Ernest Hemingway's best friend. Oh, wow. Yeah, he worked with him. He wrote with him. Uh, he uh, was just, he was as close with him as anybody could be. You know, he's 90 now. Oh, my God. And he has the most amazing stories to tell. I mean, just talk about being you know, in the moment in an interview, I almost just forgot what I was doing because I was sitting there and he's telling me about being in Spain and going to bullfights with Hemingway. Wow. And these stories are just coming from his heart. It was mind blowing to be that close to somebody whom I respect on so many levels. It was incredible. Wow. Now that's, that's awesome because here you are, you know, as a writer that was Hemingway being your biggest influence and, you got to talk to his best friend and that's about as close as you're going to get to. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was insane. And you know what was really cool? I have no idea how we got so lucky to get Mm -hmm. the interview with him because Mm -hmm. he did four interviews. He had uh, published a book Mm -hmm. about Hemingway and Hemingway's romance uh, with two women. He did four interviews. He did my podcast. He did the New York public library. He did NPR. Uh, and then he did one other, like, uh, I think it was the Washington Post or something like that. Wow. Yeah. That is awesome. So, and this was your first episode? It, w- well, it wasn't my first episode. Okay. It was the first interview episode. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back and listen to that. It um, is an incredible interview. He is amazing. Just the stories this man has. You know, he's sitting, wow. he's talking about Mata Hari, you know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's just history. It like comes alive. It's incredible. Wow, that man! Wow, that's that's pretty awesome. That that you've, you know, going back. I mean, you know, your podcast is doing so well, and you've had the amazing, you know, these amazing people you've got to talk to. And any big takeaways from any of those, or like what you know, with some of these? I mean, obviously, with it, with this, with him, you did. But some of these other ones that you've done, do you just kind of like after you? After you've done it, you just kind of like say, wow, I, I can't believe it's this, you know, I've had these people on my show and, you know, it's going to help with traction and growth and me and development as uh, me and my development as a podcaster interviewing people. 
I always think about it just on the personal level. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I hang up the call and I just, I sit there and I'm like, I can't believe I talked to such an amazing, talented person, somebody who has done something so incredible that, you know, it, it's touched so many lives, you know. Yeah. It, at that point, I'm just blown away that I was able to talk to them. You know, wow. you just, you, I sit there and I, I kind of go through in my head what I heard and it's just, it, it feels incredible to just be able to, you know, kind of talk to these people and get their perspective. Right. Right. That's, that's, that's what I'm, you know, that's what I, I would like to, to go, go with, you know, going forward with some of these people that I've talked to and it, I've, I've interviewed a lot of stand up comedians and it's always some of the things that were not a lot. I, I think maybe like four or something out of the 30 that I've done, but to hear them, you know, go through their journey. And that's like the biggest thing I, you know, I try to, to, to emphasize when I do my podcast is I'm talking about, you know, my journey. And then I want to hear not so much all of me, but more of them because that's what my show entails. I think what I like to do is I use the monologue to kind of talk about my weekly, you know, what I'm going through or what's going on. Kind of like the way you do it with your show, mm-hmm. but obviously you, you using, you're using more of a, a platform with the 30 minutes versus like the seven or eight that I do. But I try to get that across, but then the rest of the conversation that I have, it's I'm trying to talk to, when I'm talking to my guests, I'm trying to hear, you know, the challenges or the opportunities or the, you know, successes and things like that and learning from those failure, if there is failure, but overcoming that, but, I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. There's always something to learn, you know, uh, just hearing the way that they get through things or yeah. what they did to get there. You know, the, the takeaway is always, you know, how can I use this to, you know, get myself to where I want right, to be? Right. And obviously it's 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 going to do really well. So, I mean, that's great. That, that's that's really awesome. <laughs> I, I, I like I, I, just amazing. Amazing. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Like as soon as we're done, I'm really going to listen to that oh. interview and I'm going <laughs> to I got to do some errands around here. So I'm going to listen to that and hear it just because it, it might, you know, might inspire me in some way, shape or form. And that's what I, you know, that's what I go for. So sometimes I don't know about you. I mean, if maybe if you do listen to any other podcast, do you find yourself find yourself listening to other shows to kind of get like an influence or somebody's technique when they're conducting interviews. Do you do that or do you Absolutely. Just, there yeah. are actually two podcasts right now that I'm really into that I think are very cool and onto something interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is called psych view on films. I think that's what it's called. Oh, shrink to shrink. Um, yeah. Shrink to shrink. Yeah. You know, it's these two people, uh, you know, talking about movies in an entirely different way, you know, a, a way that I'd never actually have heard done on a podcast mm-hmm. before. You know, you've got a lot of people who can talk very intelligently about movies and give right. great reviews, but they take it onto kind of this interesting sociological level, right. you know, where they, discuss things that happen in the movie and then how they relate back to people which is i just think it's such a cool spin yeah that is that is it's funny you mentioned that i had i had cord on the podcast a few weeks or a few episodes back and i just interviewed call as a, yeah colleen i interviewed her mm-hmm. but uh it, it went so well that she and i was like hey you she was actually we took we did it like a the first week of no the last week of june and she said oh i i I have podcast movement and I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Okay. I'm like, well, let's, you come back and we'll talk about it. And then we'll kind of do like a, we'll make it look like a two parter thing. And she's like, Oh yeah, great. You know? And nice. she was very, it's very interesting because she, you know, she does, you know, she's just like, I think she has yeah, like a psychiatrist and very, you know, some of the stuff that she talked about was very, very interesting. And, you know, with care, people development and, you know, the, men, the mental aspect of, of, you know, people that she, you know, she didn't go into detail about obviously of her clients, but just some of the things that she's heard or gone through was very interesting. Yeah, I just I think it's such it's fascinating. I really like the idea, uh, and you know the other podcast that I'm totally digging right now is called Drift and Ramble. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like campfire storytelling really? about the old west. Yeah, oh, okay. uh, absolutely check this out. I mean, if you really like storytelling podcasts, you know this is they're talking about history. Uh, you know, but they're doing it in a really kind of engaging way. You know, it's not like you know the History Channel exactly. It's oh, more. Yeah. You know, it really is like gathering around a campfire and, you know, trading ghost stories, sort of. Wow. I'll have to check that one out. And did you, I, oh, so going back to Shrink to Shrink, did you, what did you think of their assessment of Gone Girl? I'm, I'm sure you've seen the film. 
I have, yeah. It, yeah I personally didn't really like the film. <laughs> it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, it was well done, I guess. Uh, but the sociological or soci- sociopathical yeah. uh, aspect of it is very fascinating to mm-hmm. me. Just, you know, considering my background and, you know, my crazy family, I just... <laughs> I related to it in very different ways. <laughs> so you have a crazy family too? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you know, if listening to that Scorpion episode, I certainly learned some interesting <laughs> tactics from my mother. <laughs> yes, I was going to say that. <laughs> I when we, we saw Gone Girl, a buddy of mine sent me a text, uh, like a picture text of of the of Amy. You know, and he's like, this picture is going to haunt you for the rest of this look on her face is going to haunt you for the rest of your life. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And I text him like, oh, shit, you're right. I'm so terrified of this woman. I don't <laughs> like I crazy hope I, eyes. Yeah, and I, oh, God, it was such a crazy movie. But, you know, I um, do you want to plug your show and everything before we wrap up? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the best way to find the show is to start with my website, which is the unwritablerant.com. Uh, you'll be able to connect with however you want to listen to it, whether it's on iTunes, iHeartRadio, uh, we're on Stitcher, we're on Libsyn. And then also from my website, you can find my book, you can find my essays, and then how to connect with me on social media. Yes. So that's one-stop shopping. Nice. So just go straight to the .com and you have everything right there. Exactly. Awesome. Well, Juliet, I think we got it all. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Well, I mean, I, if <laughs> is we, there anything else? <laughs> no. You know, I, I wish we would have done this later. Then we would have talked about. You know, well, we could talk about it anyway, right? I mean, your bourbons and all your. Oh yeah, I love my bourbon. <laughs> I, I like the way you like the way you uh, add that into the show. It makes it really great. <laughs> it's the- you know what I I do it for a lot of reasons. I number one, I love drinking. I love booze. It's just <laughs> it's so much fun. But it's it's the ritual of it. It's yeah. the pouring a cocktail and yeah. enjoying it and talking with people. And yeah. you know, my guy and I will will hang out on the driveway. We'll talk for hours and just you know sip at cocktails. And that's that's what I'm trying to do with the podcast too. Nice. Yeah. You know, I thought, okay, so I, I know we're, we're going and I already told you about, you know, plugging your stuff, but I thought, you know, in Texas, that was like the only, you know, we were the only people that would sit outside. Like, in, like when I talk about, when I tell people <laughs> I'm barbecuing, I'm like, I'll sit out there by myself and I'll have a beer and I'm listening to my music and I'm watching the pit, you know, do its thing. Exactly. I, and I'm like, I had, so that's, that's a common thing for you too. So that's pretty cool. Everybody does. Every, okay. It, so, know? okay. 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 I was just curious. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's, it's a thing. And it's, yeah. it's how you, it's how people, you know, kind of just kick back and yeah. know, communicate, hang out. Yeah. Well, Juliet, I enjoyed talking with you. It was great. Uh, I love the, uh, the conversation. It was awesome. I, you got to come back down the road and when we reconnect and, uh, talk about how the show's going. I think the the it's going to be great. I enjoy I enjoy the podcast. I enjoy what you do. I love the storytelling, and I am going to continuously listen every single Sunday. Oh. If I don't listen on Sunday, I'll listen Monday morning. You know, so. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, it's been a blast talking to you. I'd love to come back. Yes, definitely. Thank you. You're welcome. I truly felt that I had to bring forth my A-game on this podcast, and and I, I felt like I did, and I felt like this was one of the best shows that I've done on World of Row, and that's no disrespect to anybody else that's been on the podcast, and I've left that conversation feeling that way, and I felt like that a couple of times, but this one I really felt like that. Juliet, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. It was great. I look forward to talking to you down the road. Good luck with everything. I know you're going to do great. And a special thanks again today for, for helping me put this together. And thanks to you, for all, for all of you listening to the show. And again, I can't do this without you guys, and I appreciate all the support. So let's go ahead and tart. tart. See, I'm telling you, I'm still in my car doing this um, <laughs> exit outro. Again, this is, this is different for me. This is the first time, I got to tell you, first time experience recording in a car. But I really felt like I could put something together at the last not this isn't the last minute I just didn't want to do this at the last minute sometimes when you do this last minute you're going to edit and record a thousand times but I don't yeah we're not talking about that anyway so let's go ahead and start talking about uh, closing up the show here so uh, sp- social media Twitter, Instagram and Vine at Roel Santos Jr. you can go to facebook.com slash world of row check out my Facebook page 
And you can also go to the worldofroad.com, check out the entire catalog of the episodes. You can check out what's going on in, in my life. I'm tweaking it as we speak. Or not right now, but I, I'm tweaking it, you know, working at it. So, um, of course, again, I want to mention the Patreon page, uh, patreon.com slash worldofroad. If you want to give back a couple of bucks, you can totally do that. So, uh, as we get ready to wind down, I do want to... I'll, you know what, I'll just go ahead and tell you guys that next week's podcast will feature Chad Forcier, uh, NBA coach for the Orlando Magic. He was an assistant coach for the San Antonio Spurs. He's going to be on the show next week, so stay tuned for that. If you're a basketball fan, you'll really like to hear what he has to say about about what he, what he does in coaching and how he's doing what he's doing. I don't want to... Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Stay tuned. Okay, thank you all so much for listening. And if you can, leave that five-star review on iTunes. I would really appreciate it. You've been listening to The World of Row, and stay tuned as The World of Row continues to turn. Have a great weekend, guys.